<sighs> Good morning, take two on Wednesday, October 20th, 2021, 7.46 a.m., 50 degrees, clear sky, sun starting to peek over the houses to the east, and it is a brand new day. Hi, let's try that again. If you are detecting an ex the sense of exacerbation in my voice, you would be correct. Because while I was walking and talking and attempting to take the photo for today's walk, the phone's AI that I shall not name, so I don't do this again, but let's just say it rhymes with Miri, decided I was talking to it when I really wasn't and overrode my recording. So, it's lost. I have to regain my train of thought. What was I talking about? I was talking about routines and how fragile they are right now. That's right. So, I've observed over the past couple of days, and frankly over the past few weeks, just how difficult it has been for me to get into a habit and a routine. Um, to a certain extent, it feels like every time I do get into that, or I do find something that's working, something comes along and throws a monkey wrench into it. And that's to be expected. After all, I am the father of a of a young child who is not capable of taking care of herself and therefore all of her needs must come before mine and that is going to be the case for the foreseeable future of course but I'm trying to figure out if there's a way or a tweak or an adjustment I can make to make the routine a little more robust. Now, obviously, as my friend Veronica would say, as many of my listeners would say, self-discipline is important, and that is most definitely the case. No, no argument there. And I cannot necessarily weatherproof my 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 walk and talk. I mean, with respect to Nathan Lowell, who will walk these days in just about any kind of inclement weather, I'm not, that's not something I'm capable of doing. Um, but that is a longer thought process for a longer, more drawn out period of time. As for today, not a lot on my mind beyond that. Um, the ERP changeover at my office is ramping up. I was in probably five hours, four and a half, four and a half to five hours, depending on how you counted, of, of meetings yesterday and 
of those, at least half to two-thirds of that was related to, yeah, probably close up to three-quarters actually was related to the transition and orientation and going through stuff. I've got a slightly lighter meeting scheduled today in terms of time commitment, but the one big one I've got today is one I had to specifically request because the walkthrough was a nightmare that left me more confused than understood. And seeing as it's the piece of the ERP that is going to be my responsibility to know, maintain, and master, I called these guys up and I said, look, we need to do this again and this is what I need to see. Hopefully we will see it today. If not, I am not going to be a happy camper. Um, writing continues to go as expected. I'm a little behind schedule, but should be able to catch that up in the next couple of days. Um, and yeah. So one day I mentioned that cynical wifey and I went out to see No Time to Die. Uh, we went to our local theater, we were masked, we went to a early afternoon show on a weekend, and the theater was empty. <laughs> I mean, if there were a half a dozen people in the theater, inc not including ourselves, that would be a high count. Um, I liked it. Um, it did not strike me as your typical James Bond movie. Uh, it did not even really strike me as your typical Daniel Craig James Bond movie, because there's definitely been a stylistic change with Craig's uh, arc as, as, the, the, as 007. Um, this will be a spoiler-free review. Um, it's long. It's 2 hours 45 minutes. And if I have one major complaint about it, it's that they probably could have edited out 15, maybe 20 minutes and been just fine. But they they decided they wanted to go a longer route and Whereas Avengers Endgame at three hours felt like it deserved to be three hours, not because it's Avengers, not because it's Marvel, but because they had just that much story, that much content to cover. I kind of felt like No Time to Die was stretching in some places. It's like, hey, we decided we're gonna make a three hour movie, so what can we fill in to make it a three hour movie? Um, they certainly could have condensed two or three plot points into the same set of scenes as opposed to doing one sequence and then another sequence and then another sequence to cover those three plot points. They could have done it in one or two sequences. Um, but other than that, I... 
I enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't have the flash or the big set piece. It doesn't have like the big set pieces that you kind of come to expect. But then again, Bond really never has as the Daniel Craig films are. They're much more subtle. They're much more nuanced. And it's not like the old Sean Connery's, Roger Moore's, or even the Pierce Brosnan's where he gets captured in the third act and brought into the enemies later. And we have the before I kill you, Mr. Bond moment, giving him the ability to escape and make big booms everywhere. Um, they have... As you would expect, they have continued and concluded the story arc of Daniel Craig's James Bond, which started all the way back at Casino Royale, through Quantum of Solace, then Skyfall Spectre, and now No Time to Die. And I enjoyed it. I, I've said that already, and I'm repeating myself a little bit here. Um, like the music, they changed composers for this film, which was disappointing because I really liked, I, I say this and I can't think of his name now, but I really liked the composer who did Skyfall and, and uh, Spectre, but they changed composers for the music. But at the same time, they didn't use as much original music. They used um, quite a bit of throwback music. Um, I won't tell you, I mean, and I'm talking about throwback music to the Connery years, um, the Connery Moore years. Um, I won't go into detail on that because if I did, I would risk spoiling things and I promise it's, I wasn't going to spoil anything. Um, at least not in this con, in this cast, but, uh. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice, and I, and I understand why they did what they did. Definitely amped up the stakes. Uh, definitely got me a little more on the edge of my seat than I was expecting. I mean, you go into a Bond film, you expect a certain level of, of over-the-topness, and of course the hero is going to save the world because it's a James Bond movie, and that is what he does. So even though you know the outcome, um, the piece that kept me kind of gripping, not gripping the edge of my seat, but you know, the proverbial gripping of the armrests was not the if he is going to do it, but at what cost. And I don't think that's really anything unique the Daniel Craig arc has continually run that, has continually run that, that element in that as a spectator, as a viewer, as an audience, you know he's going to come through. He, you know he's going to save the day. You know he's going to get the bad guy at the end. But what is he going to lose, give up, or sacrifice in order to achieve that aim. Um, and I will leave that conversation there.
But yeah, definitely a fitting, definitely a fitting end for the Daniel Craig franchise. Definitely a good closing chapter to the to the arc he had written, or not he didn't write it, but the arc he was involved in. Um, very curious as to where they're going to go next with the next cast of the next the next actor to play Bond and the next stories they're going to choose to tell with that character. Um, of course, me being the fanboy that I am, I ran straight to Google as soon as we got home and started looking things up. And apparently, Barbara Broccoli has gone on record to say that she's not even going to think about the next casting of James Bond or the next movie until after the first of the year. On record, she wants to give Daniel Craig time to enjoy his limelight for his final outing. Um, Off record, I think there may be other reasons, but uh, again, can't talk about that. Spoiler alerts. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, So we'll just have to see where it goes. Huh. A car that looks very similar to my wife's. It's not. Just rolled up, and for a moment I thought she'd come home from work. I'm like, first of all, if you're where I thought you were, you can't be home by now. And second of all, if you are home by now, what the heck is going on? So... Alrighty, I'm going to wrap it here. I've actually kind of been walking in circles for the past five or so minutes, finishing up my conversation on No Time to Die. Um, I recommend it. Um, it's worth it in the theaters if you are willing to willing to brave it. I mean, I know some people, I don't mean it like that, but I know some people are not comfortable going out into the theaters right now. Um, but I feel... It was worth the experience in the big screen. If you don't see it in the big screen, not the end of the world, of course. It won't be long before it's out on streaming, I don't think. Because theater revenues are still way down. All right. And with that, I'm going to cross the street back to my house. I'm going to wish you and yours a very happy, healthy, safe, and productive day today. I will talk to you tomorrow, because like today, tomorrow will be a brand new day. Take care, everyone.